Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Eric Ernst Bowman on 101 ESPN, and you heard about the Pick'em Challenge between the Riz Show and the Fastlane. Brad Thompson, Fastlane co-host, joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and it's always good to talk to BT, and I wasn't even thinking of it, BT. First of all, good morning. Second of all, how are you doing in that uh, that Pick'em Challenge? Randy, good morning to you. Michelle, good morning to you. And I'd like to just take this uh, this opportunity to tell you I'm not here to talk about the past. Okay, <laughs> uh, this isn't about what's happened the first nine weeks of the NFL season, where we've only taken home two of them. Uh, it is about the rest of an extended, I, I remind you, NFL season, and that's where we really hit our stride. The uh, the the whole competition seemed far too easy for us to just do it from the jump. So we're going to try the second half, see how that works. But no, we lost again this week. Things aren't good. Oh, no. I do see, though, that uh, in the overall individual competition, Rivs is in first place, then Patrico and Riz and Burton, and then you're in fourth. So you're doing fine. You're tied for fourth. I've been trying. I've been trying. Uh, You know, Jamie is killing it. He's been fantastic. Uh, Meat, uh, he probably isn't listening now because I promised to to him that I wouldn't bring this up again. Uh, But he did forget a pick this week, which really put (laughs) us in a bit of a bind. Uh, But, uh, you know, and Anthony, poor guy, has been shot seven times. So... Look, it's been a, it's been an interesting pick'em challenge so far for us, and you know Matt Holiday has been shot once already, and credit to him. The, the right after the game was over, I got a video sent to my phone, so he's all in. Look, we're ready to make a push, guys. <laughs> well, we believe in you, Brad. Get it done. We believe in you guys. That makes one of us. <laughs> well, we of course wanted to ask you about Skip Schumacher returning to the Cardinals as the big league bench coach. One question that I wanted to ask you, I feel like a lot of fans and media, sometimes we make a lot about someone like Skip uh, absorbing this role because he's won a World Series. He's been in the organization. We talk about adding a voice into the mix that that has been there and done that before. How important is that actually in the clubhouse when it comes to having someone, whether it's a manager or someone on the coaching staff, that has won at the highest level? Look, I think it gives you credibility right off the bat. And not to say you can't have credibility without playing this game at the highest level and winning at the highest level, because you absolutely can. There are fantastic teachers out there of this game uh, that, that just haven't played it at that level but see it a certain way and can relay it a certain way. But when you have somebody that can relay all of the information, that is a great coach, that knows the game inside and out, and then also has that playing experience, and not just playing in the big leagues, but winning in the big leagues, to me that's the perfect storm. So I, I really do think it's important. And as soon as the, the job came open, like Skip was one of the first people that all of us thought about as, as being the guy. And you knew that there was – uh, you know, some turmoil out in San Diego with Jace Tangler being let go. And I was just so happy that they were able to come to an agreement to get Skippy in. Cause I know it's a, it's a huge decision for him, for his family. He's a, uh, he, he's a California guy, SoCal kid, but it, it, to, to him, and I was texting with him over the weekend. I mean, this is a homecoming for him. Like he is super pumped up. So I'm just glad they were able to get something together. BT, it seems like in observing him as a player, and you played with him in the minors and at the major league level, he's kind of a baseball rat. He always loves to talk baseball, right? 
No, he is. And the thing about him, and he is a baseball rat. He loves learning the game, learning new things. It's not always just, like, well, this is how I always did it. Skip was one of those guys, and he had a skill set where he needed to continue to evolve. You know, talented, but always had to, to change his game. So I think that's going to be something, that, that aspect of having a guy on your staff that has bounced around at the big league level, too. Remember, I mean, he got drafted as a shortstop. Minor leagues, they moved him to the outfield. Big leagues, he played the outfield. They moved him to second base. He bounced back and forth. What have we been talking about so much with the game of baseball, but specifically the Cardinals as we head into 2022? Like, they're, they're looking like in certain spots they want to platoon. They want to have guys bouncing around. And maybe guys won't play in as many natural positions every once in a while. Well, darn, it's nice to have a guy right there on your staff that has done all of these things. So he he, uh, he lives the game, like inside and out, and uh, he's just going to be a perfect fit. I think that there's so many different ways uh, that uh, he can help out. And I also think the, the fact that he is coming from a different organization actually will benefit things. Instead of the echo chamber of, okay, well, this is our philosophy, not that Skip's not going to be in line with what the organization is trying to do, but maybe there's an outside perspective. Like, you guys know that. Like, might be thinking about a show a certain way, and then somebody comes in and says, hey, well, what about this? Like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe we'll try something like that. I think Skip brings that aspect as well. BT, you touched on it a little bit with your answers here, but as somebody that knows Skip Schumacher really well, give us a scouting report on him as a leader, on as a communicator. What is he going to bring to this coaching staff? Yeah, so as a communicator, he is—he could do it in many different ways. Like Skip is is one of the funniest teammates I've ever had, and he's like got a dry, quick sense of humor. So he can snark it, you know, <laughs> he, with the best of them. But he also like he can flip the switch very quickly and be, you know, jump on somebody when they need to, you know. So I think that he just relates well with so many different kinds of people, and that that is a, a real character trait. You know, that there are some. It doesn't have to be a coach. There are some bosses or just some people in positions of power. Well, where like this is how they lead, and this is the only way, and it's my way or the highway. The skip can can uh, you know develop uh, different relationships, and, and he can evolve the way that, that he is talking with people. And uh, to me, that, that's important. You know, the the whole jumping on somebody when they do something wrong. Well, that doesn't work for everybody. Some some guys need the uh, the attaboy. You're going to be okay. And I really think that from a leadership standpoint, he's going to bring that. And this uh, and you know adding on like the first question we were talking about that big league experience. I really think that that is a calming presence to have around as well. And I'm really interested to see which direction they go with this secondary hitting job and see if they try to bring in more big league experience as well. Because, man, there really is something to, hey, this guy, he's been there, he's done that. What he's telling me is from a position of knowledge and a position of experience. And uh, so that, that, you know, Skip brings a lot of that. Yeah, along those lines, because we know that Yachty and Wayno are going to be respectful generally of leadership. Yachty will go to Instagram now and then if he doesn't like what's going on. But We've all been there. Yes, we, <laughs> we have. But the fact that now those guys have a contemporary, a guy that they were in the minor leagues with, that will definitely help out Oliver Marmol in his relationships with the veteran players, won't it? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and to credit Ollie, though, Ollie has done a really good job. Ollie doesn't need much help. Like he, he has a, a great standing with all of these guys, and he's got a great respect from the lead, from from the veteran leaders and from the young players. And he's built that. He's built that from the the minor leagues up when he, when he was a player to coaching quickly and. Uh, he's earned all of that, but having, you know, you can't have too much respect on a staff. I wouldn't think, and too many good people and good communicators. And that's the thing on a staff. 
as we all know, you have to have people that get along. Like, you got to be able to push back on different ideas, which I know Skip can do that. But you have to be able to get along as well and get along with a little bit of everybody. So the previous question, Michelle, about, about the, uh, you know, how is he going to relate to the players and what does he bring from that standpoint, I think it's equally important of how he relates with the other guys on that staff because mm-hmm. – Nowadays in baseball, it's different. It's it's not like the hey, let's we'll show up at you know two o'clock. Game is uh, at night. We'll have a couple of beers and we're out of here. No, they like these coaches. They are there in the morning and they stay late at night. Like it is a, a very difficult job, and they're around each other. We always say teammates are around each other more than they are their families. We'll take that times two for a coaching staff. So the fact that Skip is the individual that he is has the personality that he does. I really think helps out. BT, one more thing about Skip. I always go back to he and Dunk going out to meet with Mark McGuire during off seasons to talk hitting. You talked earlier about his thirst for knowledge and the thirst to pass it along. To me, learning from so many people, he was a guy that did learn from George Kissel in the Cardinal organization. He's a guy that obviously got a lot of his knowledge from Tony. He was around people that really knew what they were talking about and wanted to learn even more. He's got a ton of knowledge, doesn't he? Well, he does, and uh, with, with uh, a lot of the names that, that you dropped uh, out, dropped there uh, among you know those that are still with us, look, he's got a lot of relationships that he can lean on. So you're going to lean on relationships within the building. But this is something that you know Mike Schilt had talked about a lot. He would lean on Tony Larusa and uh, different you know reach out to him if he had questions, or you know maybe it would be Tony reaching out to to Schilty. I think that those things are important. It's important to, to build, uh, you know, build that tree, if you will, of baseball relationships, and because it's baseball knowledge. Again, people will think about things different ways. You know, maybe uh, Skip is going to go through something, or the team's going through something, and maybe he reaches out to Big Mac and say, "Hey, Mark, what would you do in a situation like this? Or what are you seeing? Or check out this guy, uh, see what you're seeing in his swing." Like all of these things, to me, pay a lot of dividends at the end of it. So. It's uh, you don't get jobs like this. You don't get a, a major league coaching job, and specifically being the right hand man of a manager, which I know that Skip will be a manager one of these days, unless you put in the work and unless you're qualified to do so. And Skip has put in the work ever since day one. My first year playing with him was 2004, and he was a, he was a baseball rat. He was a gym rat. He was just a great teammate and a baseball guy, and he has earned. All of the, you know, all of the accolades, all of the positions he's got to this point. I'm just pumped up for him. I'm pumped up for the team because I believe it's a great fit. BT, I did want to ask you, too, about Matt Carpenter. We know his time with the Cardinals organization is done. He put out a great uh, love letter, if you will, to St. Louis and to the Cardinals and their fans today at the Players' Tribune. And when you're looking back on Matt Carpenter's tenure here in St. Louis, how will you remember his Cardinals career? Uh, see, I remember it. I'll remember it in a positive light, but I do understand those that push back on the last couple of years. I think that uh, Matt Carpenter, unfortunately, is he is remembered for the, the last contract that he was given. He was given it to you know to it too early. It was a you know a thirty nine million dollar extension when he had a year left, and he struggled mightily the last two years. But Matt Carpenter was a great Cardinal. I mean, go back and look at the numbers that he was able to put up and, and the way that he went about it. Uh, he was he was great. Now, I love seeing over the weekend a lot of people, you know, tweeting out Matt Carpenter like videos and photos and, and fans just saying, say, hey, Matt Carpenter is one of the main reasons I started loving Cardinal baseball. I mean, this is a guy that was an all star multiple times, three times, a top MVP vote uh, three different times, I believe it was. 
So that's how I remember Matt Carpenter. And I got a chance uh, at a charity event. Kyle Gibson had a char- uh, charity event for uh, Big League Impact. Uh, and I got a, ch- a chance to talk to Matt a little bit about, you know, just what is next and where he's headed. And he just said, man, I just don't want to, I don't want to go out like this. Like I, I want to go out, uh, you know, knowing, I-, I know I've got more in the tank and I want to be able to show that somewhere. So he's expecting to try to, you know, sign on with somebody, it, you know, very likely will be close to spring training to find where the best fit is. But I wish him all the best. Matt Carpenter, through all the struggles the last couple of years, he's been nothing but a pro. He's been nothing but a good teammate to everybody that's out there. And as we all know, like if you have to take a step back and whatever it is, the job that you're doing, it's hard to pump somebody else up. And he's been able to do that every step along the way, and he's got more left in the tank. BT, nobody knows Skip Schumacher better than you, and that's why we wanted to have your voice on our show this morning. But we'll be tuned in at 2 for the Fast Lane with you and Rivs. Is Anthony taking some paternity leave here? Yes, Anthony is out for the week as they uh, introduce their new baby boy, Lincoln, to the world. So he is out. So, yeah, look, it's Jamie and I running stuff for the week. So we'll see if Anthony has the show left when he comes back the following Monday. (laughs) All right. Hey, good to hear your voice. Thanks so much. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. That is Brad Thompson, Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.